Welcome to MIM Cuts to the Chase podcast series. I'm your host, Guy Hazelman. Our guest today is Jim Grace. Jim is a senior member of the Public Fixed Income ESG team at MetLife Investment Management, as well as a member of MIM's Climate Risk and Net Zero Working Groups. Welcome, Jim. Thank you. It's great to be here. As usual, let me get right to what I think is the heart of the matter for our discussion today, and then later we can move to unravel it a bit. For many asset managers, ESG, sustainability, impact investing and such is clearly a hot area of focus with strong momentum. But to be fair, there are some who consider it, shall I say, a necessary evil driven by new regulations or reporting requirements. And, and there are others still who give it focus simply because they believe it is the right thing to do. With you, my sense during our many conversations over the last several weeks is that part of your job is to turn observations and empirical work on climate and climate-related new technologies and try to apply them and make them a part of your fundamental bottom-up analysis with the goal of generating alpha opportunities. So do I have that right? And can you elaborate and comment? I think your characterization is correct. Asset managers like us do extensive bottom-up research and analysis to get a sense of a company's future revenue and cash flows, and then decide what the appropriate credit spread should be based on that analysis. For most asset managers, this has been the basis of security selection. At MIM, we believe that type of analysis today cannot be complete without considering the impacts of climate change. And as you mentioned, we must account for enormous trends in sustainable investing, whether it be trillions of dollars of earmarked in this matter, or for new forms of regulation than reporting. Of course, as you mentioned, not everyone has a desire to integrate ESG into their portfolio, but for clients who do, we can do that. And by incorporating ESG factors into our investment process, my colleagues at MIM and I believe that we may end up with many alpha generating opportunities that can capitalize on shifting climatological, technological, and regulatory patterns. Do you think your potential alpha or outperformance comes from merely avoiding companies with say high greenhouse gas emissions or from those who might be involved in other savory type uh, behavior? It's possible. And that's what's known as negative screening, which is only a small part of what we do. We prefer companies who are actively taking steps to decarbonize, and finding those names can hopefully unlock value. But it is a more complex process than simple metrics because negative screens are typically a snapshot in time and backward looking. These are often rigid metrics that can remove judgment-based context and yield only binary outcomes. Positive selection, on the other hand, is forward-looking and allows judgment to be made based on the direction an organization is traveling. We like to say that positive selection is about finding those names who are changing forward faster. We believe that if you can identify names that are incorporating such efforts into their strategy and operations, the business is probably worth more than the current spreads imply, which could ultimately lead to improved performance over time. Well, that makes sense. So how do you do that? What's the secret sauce? Therein lies the challenge. Um, it's different for different industries. Some companies might have a large portion of fixed assets that are subject to physical risks of extreme weather, 
not to mention difficulties of transitioning to newer and cleaner technology. With that in mind, I'd say one thing we look for with those companies is to see if they are finding ways to shield themselves from acute and chronic phys physical risk factors and see if they are attempting to anticipate forthcoming regulations, legislation, and innovative technologies. When you say anticipating, that sounds consistent with your comment earlier when you said changing forward faster. Both of those seems a bit abstract to me. How best do you, you know, identify those companies that can do that? You are correct. It is often abstract, and that is also part of the conundrum. Doing proper due diligence might still often yield opaque results. Sometimes the right questions are hard to find, and supporting data can be questionable, can be volatile. You'll often hear me talk about challenges around the availability, the comparability, and the reliability of data. To get around this, though, we believe it's important to place a heavy degree of emphasis on engagement with the corporate borrower to learn what these companies are doing, what these management teams are thinking, and what their goals and objectives are regarding their carbon footprint. As part of building our climate aware portfolio, it is vital to learn if they are putting capital and organizational systems behind these goals and objectives, thereby showing real commitment, or are these firms just paying lip service to the value of decarbonization? Well, that makes sense that you would try to uh, speak with them to find out what they're really doing versus what they say they're doing. But let's review here a bit and see if I can tie a few things you said together. You believe that fundamental bottom-up analysis should incorporate climate-related risks in order for that due diligence to be complete and comprehensive. Is that correct? We believe so, yes. And the companies that take precaution against climate physical risk and those that maybe anticipate new regulation or legislation should, in your opinion, either maintain value better or potentially increase in value over time. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. Well, I happen to agree with you, but I've also found that there are some people who truly believe that incorporating things like any climate variables could lead to negative alpha, and how would you respond to them? I think my team and I would respectfully disagree. On the contrary, we believe for the reasons I mentioned earlier that this is a rare opportunity to drive alpha in a portfolio. To me, there's no question that global warming, climate awareness, and ESG initiatives are having a tremendous impact on how trillions of dollars of capital are being allocated, and in turn, how issuers are being valued. It seems that those issuers and countries who are proactively participating in a journey to a greener future will be rewarded. And we believe those managers like us who monitor, identify, and invest with these issuers will generate commensurate outperformance. Well, I think that sums it up pretty well, and it's a great place to stop. Thank you for taking the time to share your vision and speaking with us today. Thanks very much. It is not MetLife Investment Management's intention to provide, and you may not rely on this podcast as providing, a recommendation with respect to any particular investment strategy or investment. The information and opinions presented or contained in this podcast are provided as of the date it was published.